We still do seven NUFC Matters show a week for free. But if you want to help support NUFC Matters, then there are a few ways of doing it. Hit the like button on each live broadcast and video. This helps the channel grow. Hit the subscribe button and select the all notifications bell so you don't miss a single show. If you want to help us financially, then you can join the channel using this button with the membership starting at $1.99 a month. Or you can drop us a donation in the chat using a super sticker. We're also looking for sponsors. If you'd like your brand advertised on the flies for the show and featured during the ad break, then email john at nufcmatters.com to arrange today. Good evening, welcome to NUFC Matters with me, Steve Wraith. It is the Fans Forum and uh, welcome to Barry, to Darren, to Kevin, to Sam and to George as we uh, dissect today's results. Newcastle United uh, travelling down to Luton. Uh, Luton 1, Newcastle 0. And uh, doom and gloom uh, on social media. Um, can we get anything positive from the panel tonight? Well, uh, we will wait and see. Uh, Barry, um, I know you probably wouldn't have seen the game today, but we'll have followed it on the radio. Um, you don't have to see a game uh, to, to know that a result like that is is not a good result for Newcastle. Luton, tricky place to go. I think we all expected Newcastle to get something out of it today, but it wasn't to be. And a 1-0 defeat uh, coming off the, the back of the cup, the cup exit in the Carabao Cup this week. Pretty depressing week, Barry, going into Christmas. Yeah, that, I mean, I, I watch all the shows that you guys do and, and what brings back for me was the, the Supermac and Gibbo show that was on the other day, Steve. And literally Supermac predicted exactly what was going to happen. It was scary because I've sort of watched it back and he said how obviously Luton are a physical side. They've got a small ground. They're going to be really passionate because of the, the unfortunate that happened to their, their player last weekend. He basically said that if Newcastle don't go at them from the opening of the game, if they if they allow Luton the chance to settle and clear the ball around and obviously use the physicality, he says it, it, they could well turn us over. And it literally was like for like what what he said the other day. And I know we had our chances, but there were for me there were. I've watched the highlights back, and yeah, it might it might not be the right attitude to deal with just the highlights that I've seen, but. There were very few and far between. The Wilson chance was was it looked a decent one. The Isaac offside, I didn't see it as an offside, but having watched Eddie's press conference, um, he admitted himself he thought it was a goal, but having seen the the replays, he he agrees that it was probably offside. I felt so sorry for Eddie Howe because you just it's the first time I've seen him where he's looked fed up with the back teeth. He looked as though he didn't want to be there. I mean, he gave. 
the politically correct answers, which he does, and he, he swerved a few really awkward questions from the um, reporters, but you just thought he was on the verge of... If it had been another manager, you would have thought he would have, he was going to have a go at the players. He sort of said that the lack of commitment, especially first half, he thought there would have been more passion there, they would have gone for stuff. Again, Trippier hasn't done himself any favours because I think their, their goal... Him and Dubravka between them just basically stood there and let the guy have a free chance. Neither of them looked interested in getting involved in it. But then Dubravka pulls pulls out that save with his feet that looked absolute that looked like another goal. Luton hit the bar. Um we just didn't look as over at the races again. And I've made the mistake of watching another channel um, comments on the game, which has gone everything from Newcastle are never going to win another game away from home this season to Eddie Howe should be sacked. You know, he's only got till the Mackham's game. And if the Mackham's beat us, then then the Saudis will sack Eddie Howe. And all this absolute rubbish, you just think, with the team that we've got and the players that we've got injured, you've got to give them a chance. That I mean, I I so wanted to say to them, and I thought, I'm going to get my head ripped off here. Uh, you've got to do what another thing Supermax said. You've got to look at Luton's recent results against Man City, against Arsenal. Both of them, there weren't great victories for those two teams. And I would have said at the minute, they were, Arsenal and Man City are way above us, the way we're playing at the minute. And yet Luton pushed them right to the limits. So why couldn't Luton have a go at us? Um, it's one of those things. I mean, it, again, they were saying, well, why did the players go and applaud the fans at the end of the match? And you think, you know, this, this is something that's built up between the players and the fans. The fans have travelled God knows how far down to Luton to go and watch that performance for want of a better word why shouldn't they go and applaud them and it was another thing that Eddie said is he told his players you will go and say thank you to the fans for supporting us all the way down there regardless of how poor the performance was and I just think we're fighting amongst ourselves again Steve it's like we've got to be behind the team I mean the comments that it was a really bad result I've seen us play a damn sight worse um, especially under the um, Mr. Cashley there, some of his 15, 15 year, 10 year, I've seen us play a damn sight worse, and yet we're slating our own management, our own players, and where some fans who personally think they should go and start supporting the Mackhams are shouting fairly how to be sacked. It's it, we're having a great season, it's just a couple of bobbles. We've just got to move on and get a few more players back, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, okay, Barry, thanks for that. Darren, I mean, losing 1-0 to Luton, um, it's disappointing. I guess from our perspective, you know, we, we've got to get over this away form. The away form is the, the issue here. Yeah, it's totally right. Um, away form is not very good at the minute, but like Barry said, we need, we need players back because Ross Bartley, the day, ran in the middle of the, middle of the park. Um, if Wilson scores... It would have been a different game, but so he didn't. But ball that it was a it was a dreadful game of football. But Loon were up for it. They were hungry. They were fresh. We won fresh. We won hungry enough. We, were tr- we did try, but just we had. He changed the tackle the first time. He went from he, he took Melly up because to bring Isaac on the change to change it up to mix it up a bit. Um, I think we tackled why he brought Melly up, but just because Melly was non-existent that. Well, not saying that knee one, knee one was existent. Um, uh, sure, a lot. I, I can't, I can't give you a man a match today. 
you want to play out and see who played good was Botman who come on. He do, Botman's just done Botman what he does best is looks for the simple stuff. Um I can't even I can't even pick up on the match, but but God beat we're down on form. Need point getting get the players, but we need to get behind them. It just shows you last season how far overachieved. It and it's, it's a realistic check for us. We're, we're not there yet. It's a five-year plan. So what we don't do, we don't get in Europe this season. Uh, fans got to have a wake-up call. It's it's a five-year plan. Just to stick with Eddie and stick with the ownership because. It's going to take transfer windows to get players in and right. So, no point in sack Eddie, she's a joke. We need to stick by Eddie and trust the ownership and stick with his stick by Eddie as well and get players in and transfer windows come, coming up. Okay, Kevin, um, you know, from, from your perspective, um, you know, we, we chat on WhatsApp whilst the game's on. Uh, you give your, your impression. What went wrong today, Kev, for you? Where do you start? Um, I, I think there was a. I'm not saying there's going to be a lack of desire because I think that's how Eddie Howe sets his team up from a mental standpoint. There's always going to be effort, there's always going to be a want. Um, but I think. I think the occasion of playing uh, what happened to um, their lad uh, who unfortunately had, you know, his. What heart attack and this and that last week, and uh, I think we got caught up in all that emotion. They played on that emotion, and we didn't know how to deal with it. The fans were right, right behind them from the off. Um, it was again you get the analogy of a, a championship side playing the Premier League side in the FA Cup or a, or a League Cup game, and that's how I seen it. And we couldn't deal with it. Um, you know, not. Tactically, but uh, unfortunately, Ross Barkley controlled the whole game, in my opinion. Um, for somebody who's been in and around football for quite a while, for somebody to do that against the three that we've got in the midfield, one against three, you should never be able to do that. Similarly with Andros Townsend, who got the goal. Um, I thought there was too much space in the middle of the, in the middle of the field. That's why I changed it. Um, bringing off Miley, bringing off, uh, obviously, with the injury, to, which is a forced change to Lascelles. Um, so going into like a, whatever you like, put it in the WhatsApp group, you can look at it as a four-two-three-one. You can still look at it as a four-three-three. You can look at it as, as a whatever shape you want to look at it. But it was the mid win the the long ball like against Everton. It was similar the same against them. They go from back to front. They'll be very physical with that big lad up there who played very well against uh, Lascelles and give him really nothing. And what Lascelles really didn't do it influenced him. Um, so the, the, it was the first ball that we really couldn't win. Then the second ball we couldn't win because we were overloaded. So that's why I changed it. In my, and that's what I've seen. And that's what the, the guys on my comedy what I've seen. And I've watched the full thing, unfortunately. But it was once the change was made, we looked like a little bit of a better side. But however, after, what, 19 minutes when you put a... Brilliant ball in from uh, Anthony Gordon, and you got an England centre forward standing on the edge of the six-yard box. If I'm sorry, if you come, if you if you're not scoring that, you've, we've got problems, genuine problems, because that was again six yards out, middle of the goal, anywhere else, and it's going in. Any any other striker would have scored that. Unfortunately, I just don't think there's a a, a belief um, that we're going to score a goal. I don't think there's a belief that we're going to be able to win a game. Um, I just think there's a 
and this is my personal opinion. I think there's a certain ceiling that, and he's seen it at Bournemouth um, and through Eddie Howe's career. I think there's a certain there's a ceiling that he can only reach, and I think that ceiling's get the top of that ceiling is getting pretty close of where he can take a team. Not saying that I'm going to take him sacked. I'm not saying that at all. But to gal- galvanize a team with the injuries that we have, we've known that for. A, months you said we can't go we can't lean on that anymore we're getting players back it was the pretty much the same back four but Dubravka um you know so it was pretty much the same back four outside of substitutions and we looked a little bit more solid um it was pretty much the same midfield outside of a you know maybe even a Tenali even in the last year you know you bring Miley off and out again you you look at it tactically I would have brought put I would have brought Miguel Amaron off because I think he was just runs down one-way streets and there's no product. There's no, yes, he can run around. He might be a lovely lad. Unfortunately, the end product's not good enough. We had this conversation about Alan and Maximan years ago. What's the end product look like? And it's nowhere to be seen. Um, I would have put maybe Gordon or an Isaac on the right or left, put, or put Isaac into the middle, uh, you know, whichever is the 10 in behind. Uh, Wilson and get around there centre halves a little bit more, but we didn't do that. We kept it as it was. Then seemed like in the later in the game, Miggy went into that role and again tried to run down one way streets. He was going left to right versus up and down, you know. And that's and I think there's a, a big <coughs> confidence, um, level that, especially within him and for the most of the players, it's not ex- again, it's not executing the game plan and going into the final third having the belief that we're going to score. I mean, if you look at Luton's entries into the box, shots at target, shots on goal, all the above, it was it was like it, it, the table could have been flipped upside down today and you would never you would never have known. If you if you if you were, didn't know anything about the Premier League and saying who's seventh and who's third bottom, you would probably have never have known. Just are you, are you just the weird form is so Ali, because the home form you can score goals. Just oh well, I, but at the same time, it's that that's a, that's a different kettle of fish. You, 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 I, I, I say well, all. I, I kind of disagree. We're, we're not going to look. We're not going to We know what we score, but just we're not a weird game. <laughs> a total different team at the minute. So I, I think we do know how to score. I just think that I, we're just for some reason we're playing away. We're not but doing very good. At the end of the day, it's. A, it, I understand. Yes, not at home. You're away from home, but it's, a, it's still. A rectangular piece of grass with white lines on it, and you still kick the same football about, and you go. No, no, and you... I know, I know where you're coming from, Mike. But at the same time, there's got there's got to be the same attitude going forward. Um, wherever you play, the big teams do it. Um, Arsenal went there and won four three in the last minute, and it was it was end to end that game, and they found a way to win the game. We can't find ways to win games. We can't find ways to pull ourselves out of dire performances and just get a grab a draw. But again, if the Callum Wilson chance goes in, that obviously that could be a completely different game. But yeah, because yeah, she she scored the Oh, absolutely. I mean, but again, it could be a completely different game. But you know, it's unfortunate. I'm not calling for Eddie's head. Uh, his head, but at the same time, I think he might have to have a good hard look at himself in terms of how he. Pretty strong. Pretty strong. That's just how I see it. I think if you see, if you look at it in terms of his Bournemouth days, he reached a ceiling in terms of how he wanted his teams to play and the, the, the reached a certain level. And look what happened there. 
not saying that's going to happen to us, but again, that he's moved on as a coach and developed as a coach. I'm just saying that's that's where I say he's reached, re- reaching a certain level of where he can get get the best out of players when literally the shit hits the fan. But, but he hasn't got the player to do it though at the minute. Because well, I understand that, but still, it, it, it regardless, you've got to galvanise, you've got to renew the squad somehow in terms of your. your but he can't. He, in, uh, he's he can't in worse situation. the squad. He can't get a transfer window coming in. Because I would transfer window. I mean, he's been in worse situations, but Bournemouth with lesser quality of player. So if you if you you know there's two sides to the coin. I, look, I'm not disagreeing with you. Whatever this is my opinion. Oh, right, yeah, I agree with your opinion. You know what I mean? So again, it's disappointing. I was just going to say, as a coach, I mean, you you know more about coaching than we do. Is it is it something that gets into a player's mentality about when they're playing away from home to playing? I mean, George can probably answer as well. Is there that much of a change in the mentality about it? Because it it seems to be, I mean, to be honest, in in the past, Newcastle have had spells where it's been the reverse. That's not yeah. necessarily last season, but in season gone past, where the home form's been atrocious and their away form's been really good. Is is it something that gets into their heads? I don't I don't understand why it's like a switch turning on and off. I don't. I, it shouldn't, but it seems like it. Great, it's like a switch goes off, like the, the like a comfort blanket at St James's Park. It seems like you know that uh, when we go away from home, yeah. we're completely freeze. But as but Sheffield United, I mean, we've put in some decent performances away from home, yes, but the result hasn't been what we've expected. Granted, but I think it's just a. I go in the games, especially against, you know, that maybe the better side, if you're not a good side in this particular division, what I generally coach in, and you're normally going up against like the top two or three, well, you're going to sit in, you're going to you're going to make it difficult, you're going to try and get as much as you can out of the game. That's a different thing. But where the, is a, is a, we're different in that sense, we're on the flip side of it, where we need to go and dominate that game, essentially. We did first, well, not did, but we had periods of passages of play where we kept the ball really well, but we went really nowhere with it. And it was a side-to-side, balls into Wilson, then it would just get knocked, you know, then it would be lost or what, you know what I mean? So, again, it's the 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 plan that Eddie and his coaches can you hear me? put in place. We can, mate. Anybody hear me? We can, mate, yep. Just so, bear with us. Bear with us. We'll bring you in. Hello, hello, hello. Right. <laughs> so, um, well, it, 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 again, it's a, a player mentality. The coach can say, I can say to players, and George could probably agree that, hey, go and do this, go do X, do Y, do Z. Uh, you if, that execu- if that plan's not executed, then yeah, it, it's a waste of time. Okay. Uh, we've, we've put the link out for Alan, but uh, the oh. mighty winners come on. We can hear you, mate. Go on. What point do you want to make? Can't hear anything. We can hear you, mate. He's not good with the technology, unfortunately. Yeah. He, cannot, he cannot hear us. But never mind. It was nice to have him on. Uh, Alan, if you want to join us, get yourself uh, in. We did send the link out for you, mate. Um, Coming to, come to you now, Chippers. Oh, I'm so frustrated. How's the call, so... first of all? Oh, well, I'm getting there. I mean, my voice, my voice still sounds like a 15-year-old kid, so I'm... That still needs to sort itself out. I mean, like I said, I've ran, I think Luke was here out of business. I think I've ran Cavonia out of business. I think I've ran all the major handkerchief companies out of business. And now, if there's any still going, so. But I'm a bit, I was disappointed with that the day. I, 
you know, after midweek, after going out the way we did in the cup, I thought, you know what, we've got something to prove here. We've got something to fight for. We've got something to go out there and, you know, get the fans, you know, give the fans something to shout about because obviously that, that left a bit of a sour taste to my mouth. And then today is just even more sour, to be honest, because there was nothing in that game. There was, there was no effort, no fight. There was nothing. It was just, it was a weak performance. And, like, just, the, like, it was nothing. It was just, like, yeah, credit to Luton. They deserve the win. But it's just the fact is we, we made it so easy for them. If we put a fight in, fair enough. But we can't, we didn't. I mean, this is a club that, this is the first defeat, I think, since Eddie Howe's come in, that we've lost to a team that's, a team that's been promoted. It's their first clean sheet all season as well. And it's took them up until yeah. Newcastle turned up. How familiar is that? Um, I just, honestly, I, I don't know. Like, some of the players out there, they, they need a good haul up themselves. I mean, I don't know what Miggy offers. I don't know what he offers were going forward. I mean, yeah, he might be good tracking back and all that, but he's meant to be a £20 million winger. I want to see him, I want to see him off, I want to see him creating. I don't see him doing that. Um, long staff today looked like he was just, he was running on empty all game. Um, Anthony Gorn, bless him, he couldn't even walk, so I don't know why he was selected at all. I, and he, he played the majority of the game, which I thought was baffling. I felt so sorry for Lewis Hall coming on for six minutes. I thought, was I trying to embarrass him <coughs> or something? Or was I trying to show that he wasn't good enough by him getting booked when he came on? Um, I just didn't understand what our identity was today. I just thought that as soon as we went behind a goal behind Eddie Howe, just went, you know what, I'm just going to bring players on and hope for the best. I just, I, you know, we, we made... Two, two, two subs before half time, fair enough. But though that two subs in the 80th and 84th minute was far too late. You could quite clearly say we needed changes early on, we didn't make them. They made four or five changes before we made our third and fourth changes. Um I don't want I don't want Eddie Howell, but the owners will look and think it's a results business. And if we keep struggling away from home, away from home, and we've won, we've only won one away game all season. They're going to have, they will do something, whether people like it or not, because they don't want us to lose the Luton Town. No disrespect to Luton, but they don't. They want us to go. They want us to compete with the big boys. And when you lose the, when you lose the teams like Luton away from home, Bournemouth away from home, Everton away from home. No disrespect. When well, the time we're playing them, they're all in relegation battles. They're not going to put up with that for long. They want us to be going there, beating them, because they're the teams you have to beat to get top six. And we're just we haven't got the squad to compete with them. This season, we haven't, but if you look, we haven't, but if you look at that team we had out today, that team was good enough to beat Luton. I'm sorry, but it was. I don't care what anyone says. We haven't like all like Everton were played Everton near being fresh, played Tottenham near hardly playing the whole season. <coughs> we 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 haven't had a week off for the last two months, Larry. And I'm not like I'm not going to use time as an excuse, but we're on empty. Like say we have got a few knocks in teams. The players want to play because they want to play with the shirt. So I, 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 I just think we've got a lot of players out yeah. in Jan. I know I haven't been playing yeah. great, um, but I just think we need, need need to get a grip ourselves where how far we've come. And like, yes, we're getting beat. We hate we hate losing. Everybody hates losing, especially Newcastle. But last year it just shows how far overachieved. And this year it's a bit more. It's a realistic check how far how far we're going to go to, to go to the next level. Okay, look, well, mighty uh, wins, mighty wins there again. Can you hear us, mate? I can hear you, yeah. Go on. What point do you want to make? 
I'm just uh, a bit sad, really, that everybody's so quick to to get on the bandwagon and whatnot. Um, you know, people don't seem to realise just what a horrendous situation we've had all season, which has meant that all season we've been, well, since the first couple of weeks, we've, we've just been relying on the same, you know, 10 to 13 players Mm-hmm. To, to promote and, and of course then with all the games we've had people are saying we're not as fit as we were and, and I think that's probably right because chances are he's toned down training a bit because with playing the same players week after week after week he knows they're getting tired and over train them is going to tire them even more and I'm, I, it's just so sad for to hear as much criticism uh, already when he's been fighting with his hands tied behind his back all season. Well said. You know, yeah. I, the, 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 the locals, you know, proper fans, I'm not calling them or anything, but uh, they seem to be jumping on the, on the national agenda that Eddie Howe's taking us as far as you can go, etc. Et et Tell you what, if we had our full squad available, you know, we could, we, we could cope with uh, reasonable injuries that a lot of the other teams have had. You know, Tottenham could say they have had injuries, uh, whatever. But if we'd had the, you know, think about it. One stage we had Bruno, Willock, Barnes, and uh, at the time actually Gordon was suspended. So I had four top class left wing, left sided midfield wingers. Call them what you will. All unavailable. Yeah. And people are criticising Miggy. Who, who else have we got that can... Actually, I'll take that back a bit because <laughs> I, would, I would quite like to see Livramento uh, pushed forward a bit further uh, in front of Trippier. Yeah, that, that might be an option. But again, then you're asking young kids to play, you know, three games in nine days and it, it, it just... It's going to take it out of them. You know, he hasn't had the... People are complaining about Eddie not rotating... But he simply hasn't had the options to rotate, in my opinion. I would agree with you. I would agree with you. I think we, you know, I think there needs to be perspective. It's what I've tried to say to people today. We weren't good enough. Newcastle weren't good enough. We lost the game to a team at the bottom of the table. But as we all know, you, you could go to you could go to Manchester City away, and it could be the hardest game in the league. You can go to Luton Town away, and that can be the hardest game in the league if you're not playing to your strengths and you're not and you're not. You haven't got all your players available. And I, I'll ask a question today. There's only Eddie Howe knows. how All of those names on paper. I saw that team today, the starting team today, and I saw the subs bench and I thought, wow, we've got options. That's a team good enough to beat Luton. Well, let's face it. How many of those players were actually 100% fit? Exactly. Both, men- exactly. both, men- both mentally and physically. I'm telling you now, um, listening to Eddie Howe's press conference yesterday, and I listened to them all. Um, Eddie Howe said... Isaac was 50-50. He more or less had to play a full game today now after after, after the injury to Lascelles. Um, he said that there would be decisions made on Gordon. Uh, well, Gordon could hardly walk. Somebody's already pointed that out. Um, you know, that, that, team's, that team's basically exhausted. And, and we knew it was going to be like this with the Champions League. We knew it was going to be like this with, you know, we, we've had a, an extended run in the Carabao Cup again. It's it's not all doom and gloom, and I agree with that, you. That, 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 that's that's really my point. Here. It's not all doom and gloom. You know, we're still seventh in the league. 
came within a kick of being in the top 16 of the Champions League. We came within a kick of, uh, you know, Carabao semi-final. Yeah. Uh, and we're seventh in the league and we're having a dreadful season. I say, hang on a minute, you know, mm. let's uh, get our feet on the ground a bit here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, well said. George, what about you, mate? Um, we, we, because we've, we've swapped around a little bit. Yeah. Are you going to stay with us, uh, the mighty wind? Do you want to stay with us? Yeah, yeah, gonna... yeah. I'll hang about. Right, yeah. stay, stay on. Okay. George, George and then Alan. So, George, well, tell us what, what's your take on today, George? Well, as you lads know, I'm missed up the mystic and it's all, it's all roses for me. It's not all roses today. That was awful. The only word to use, it was dreadful. From, from the minute that uh, Wilson missed that center of a header, you realised what sort of a day it was going to be. It just it just was absolutely awful. And then sadly, during the game, there were things happening that I've not seen happen at, at, at the club for a long time. People pulling out the tackles, people people slowing up and, and not doing what they normally do as the everyday thing. And that, that worries me greatly. Within five minutes, Dubravka and Longstaff and Shaw were arguing between the three of them. If you'd watched on the pitch, they were really having a go uh, Dubravka, and and you know that that all doesn't doesn't augur well for the goal. Well, I, I hate to pick on the, the young lad, but he was Lewis Miley was marking him, and when the ball came over, Lewis Miley wasn't anywhere near to be seen, and uh, you know it, it it it's all right saying that Dubravka didn't do this and Trippier didn't do this. The man that was marking him just wasn't there. He just he just went for a walkabout and the and the, the older guy, uh, Townsend, just uh, got one up on him. It's as simple as that. Someone with an older head uh, found a way around it. So, um, yeah, a, a, a depressing game for me from, from lots of points of view. Um, the, the big plus for me is that Botman looks as though he's back and doing what's necessary and he's the only one that could qualify for anything like man of the match because he he was he was uh, superb for the bit he had to do and I, I like the way he, he um well Bartley could have had a hat trick if it hadn't been for Botman because twice Botman kidded him out of out of shots that he was going to take by by using his body uh, and and body swerving and, and getting Bartley to pull onto the other foot and I, I thought well there's there's Botman's class, but uh, to see a team, bottom of the league team, with Andrus Townsend and Barkley running the show, says it all for me. I mean, they're two that shouldn't even get in our dressing room, never mind on what on the team, and yet they're the were showing us how to play football today. So very depressing for me. Um, jumping on the bandwagon of Eddie, well, I don't think you've got far to jump. Lads, because if you think for one minute, if you don't know anything about Saudi business, if Piff on sitting at home in, in Riyadh Riyad today thinking, whoops, what the hell is happening here? Because they've got their own man in the sidelines. If 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 uh, if if it all goes wrong, and I don't think they'd hesitate for one minute uh, to get involved. So um, it, it may not just be the locals that are that are upset. It might be the people who own the club that might be upset because the the one thing they demand is success. And uh, as somebody's already pointed out, all the teams that we've lost to, <laughs> none of them really big teams. Te we've lost to teams that we should be beating every day of the week. Um, and uh, tactically, well, uh, Kevin said it all. Um, we just weren't at the races. You know, the, the, there was. Uh, 
from the minute uh, Luton uh, got off at a hundred miles an hour and we let them, uh, we we didn't we didn't get into the game at all. The game was nearly over by the time we started to look like we could play a bit of football. Uh, and the people who would normally would rely on to do that, like Bruno and uh, and, and others, well, they, they just weren't there. So I'm I'm uh, yeah, I mean I'm Mr. Positive as you know and. Uh, uh, want to see us do well, but I'm not going to sit here and say everything's wonderful when my football brain tells us it was bloody awful. It was it was as bad as I've seen uh, for well since before how came in. I'd have to go a long way back uh, to um, when we were looking over our shoulders at relegation to see a performance as bad as that. And again, as, as Kevin says, if you turn the league upside down and put Luton at the top and us at the bottom. You wouldn't have been wrong today uh, because that's what it looked like. So, not a good day. Um, not the end of the world. They've got a chance to put it right, but they've got to do it quickly because uh, the one thing that does happen in teams is you can get an attitude for winning, but you can get an attitude for losing just as easy. And that, that does worry me. If we start losing games at home, I'll be concerned. Um, let's see what happens against Forest uh, first before we... You know, we start going down that route would be my would be my view. Um, you know, we've got a we've got a home game against Nottingham Forest comes quick over the, the Christmas period, and let's see where we're at. Talking to somebody who's full of positivity on this platform, Alan. <laughs> well, the man of the match for me, uh, Steve, was the crossbar. It had three coats of paint on, and it saved us from getting a hammering. To be honest, that was the man of the match today for me. Um, the midfield was non-existent. Apart from Bruno, Bruno tried his best, but I thought yeah. scored the walking passenger. Bruno tried his best. He could have passed a ball. Uh, I thought he had a few passes down trying to make it work. Yes, they went to them. But Bruno only plays when Longstaff plays uh, for some reason. That that's, that was noticeable when when Longstaff without Bruno was rubbish. Uh, but when Longstaff was having a button and he had a button today. Uh, well, you know, there was most of them had a bad day. I thought Dubravka came out with credit because uh, there was a lot of people on his back before the before the game. Uh, but the other thing is, you know, you're saying we should be expected that the last four away games have been Everton, who have had their ten points back, would be seventh in the league. Tottenham, who are up there in fifth. Chelsea. Okay, they're not doing much, but but they've still got a billion pound squad. You know, you people who are expecting to go and win those games are a bit starry-eyed, I think. Well, the, the thing is, maybe win as well. You know, a lot of people say, "Well, a waveform shocking," which on paper it is. It is. But, but to be fair, since I've supported Newcastle, majority of seasons we only win four or five games away from home. Last year was the exception to the rule. Oh, you know, George will tell you, you know, we only win four or five games away from home as a rule. And last year we won eight and we drew a lot and yeah. we only got beat three times. That is exceptional year for us well, away from absolutely. home. Well, didn't we become a joke in London? We couldn't we couldn't kick a ball in London yeah, for so years. Um, so, suddenly last year we, we won everything. Mm -hmm. So, to be honest, I want... We, to get where we form sorted out. And I said it a few days ago, George. Until we get that sorted, we're going nowhere up the leaps. Yeah. As far as four, top four, in my eyes, it's it's going in the distance very quickly at the minute. That's, it's 100 uh, miles an hour. I like the yeah. 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 I mean, today, if we'd won, 
There was a slight chance we could have got back into it, Darren, though. No, no, like no way. No way. I mean, they were, you know, Darren, I mean, it just shows you. I mean, I went on their podcast last night and they won meltdown because they drew with Sheffield United. And look at the run they've been on, you know. Um, and I, but, I, I just don't think we've got the team. I, I, I think it's... No, no. Let, no. I've, 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 said, I've said a long one, I've finished top four. I've seen. Mm-hmm. I think this year is a more real, real, realistic uh, check for us. Yeah. Probably right, Darren, and on the face of it, as much as it hurts me, because I want we to finish constantly in the top four. Um, but unfortunately, the squad isn't good enough. And it, it shows it'll take anyhow three, four, five years to recycle that squad. We're starting from the bottom. But, 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 but the squad the squad is good enough. They're just not available. Right. Yeah. You know, that's just <laughs> that's what I'm saying. People are just not honestly. I mean, Eddie will never make Eddie will never use it as an excuse. But I think we as fans are entitled to use it as an excuse. When you when you we had we had four hundred million pounds worth of players nearly unavailable for four games on the trot. Yeah, well said. Are you in? Well said. But I, I yeah. still think we've got a lot of. How can I say it? Players <laughs> that shouldn't be there. And they wouldn't be here. there if Joey Linton was fit, if Barnes was fit, if, you know, if Tenali hadn't got banned, they wouldn't be there. Mm-hmm. True. Yeah. We'd still be in the squad, wouldn't it? Because we haven't gotten to that stage yet where we've yeah. still got six or seven fringe players who shouldn't really be in the squad anymore. He was he was asked about this though, of course, in his press conference yesterday about players, about players staying and about players going um about who we might sign is calvin phillips on your um on your shopping list and and he and he said you know i'm not going to talk about players coming in and when he was asked about mm-hmm. players going out he said for me um i can't afford to let players go out so you know he always he always plays it fairly tight you know to his chest when he when he talks a little bit about uh, ins and outs but um he felt that the strength of the squad at the start of the season was was good enough, and and I think it is if everyone's yeah. fit. But this has been a freak a freak season for for injuries. Absolutely. I think for me, I think for me, Dan Ashworth will be looking at this and going, "Why are we getting so many injuries? Why are we why are we why are we getting so many injuries? Is it because of the high intensity game we'll play?" Is it because the fact that we've we've played European football this season and 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 the preparation is is di- has to be different for that? It there's lots of questions, lots of questions which will be circulating around that football club now. Um, I, I will point to the fact that Darren Eels, though, on the Amazon documentary, did say that a team going into Europe can you know has to expect that things will be harder and that there'll be a dip in form and a dip in a dip in league position. But one defeat doesn't make a season. Today's been a horrendous day. We can't sugarcoat that result at all. Um, possibly we overachieved. In fact, we definitely overachieved last year, which has heaped the pressure. Uh, is heaped the pressure on Eddie Howe and his players. And you know, it's it, it it it's just the way the football is now. It's so fickle. And I I genuinely believe Newcastle could beat Forest on on uh, on Boxing Day. Things will look a lot brighter. The results, the way the results have gone today, will still be in contention. We're still nicely placed. Um, but I'm certainly, you know, I'm certainly not in the camp of get rid of Eddie for the next two or three years, Steve. No matter what. I, I mean, wouldn't I'm... say I would be surprised if he's here in three years' time. That's what I'll say. But I don't think you should get rid of Eddie Howe now. I'll take what <laughs> Kev said about the ceiling, though. Um, mm, although somebody yeah. did point out in the chat 
that, you know, Eddie Howe didn't get Bournemouth to the Champions League. So you would have to say that Eddie Howe's improved at Newcastle. He went away, he learned, wow. and he's improved. Um, he certainly, he certainly has. Yeah, but and then and look, some at, people... look at the players he's improved. I mean, he's exactly, he's... yeah, yeah, George. Now, George. That's a great point because mm -hmm. a lot of people say, yeah, well, he's but he's had money to spend at Newcastle, but he hasn't because he's been hampered no, he by financial fair play, right. and he's had to improve the likes well, of Almiron, the likes of. Go back to when we 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 battered Spurs five one. Yep. There was eight players in that team who could have played for Bruce. Yeah. And Bruce never touched them. They sat they sat on the same lanes, kicking their heels, you know, absolutely useless. Some of them were on that game performed like international stars. It, it wasn't just an improvement, it was it was mega. So he's got all that, he's done all of that. But what I was saying earlier is what we think is supporters. And what the owners sitting back in Saudi Arabia think are two different things. And if you've ever worked, if you've ever worked for a Saudi business, and I've I've worked as a consultant for them, they only want one thing: success. And if it's if it's not there, you, goodbye, goodbye. I think one, one thing they should be looking at is is, is our uh, you know medical staff. Because I wonder how much of that's to do with it. You talk about overtraining being a, or the present style being a, yeah. a consequence. Uh, well, the uh, tiredness being a consequence of overtraining. But I, I'm worried about the likes of uh, Barnes. You know, he, he hurt his foot and they sort of said, oh, he'll be out a couple of weeks. And then all of a sudden it was a couple of months. And, then, and then, then he needs an operation. And the same with Botman. He was out, you know, it was supposed to be a bit of a, a thigh strain. And then it was going to be longer than that. And then he might need an operation. So I think that, that could be one area that they do need to look at. Well, Anderson's the same. Yes, exactly. There's another player who was really coming good and, and, and not available anymore. Yeah, that was a but freak look, injury. A freak injury. Wasn't say it? A lot of the injuries, some of the injuries, some, some of the injuries, as Steve says. Are complete freaks and might never happen to them again. Yeah. Botman's knee injury. How many players, I mean, Kevin will tell you, how many players rick their knee just by landing awkwardly? It doesn't happen very often. To, to rick it, back, to rick it as bad as that is 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 just just freak. It just this doesn't happen. And, and there's other as well. Barnes's foot injury. That's that's not the sort that's of right, it's not the sort of foot injury footballers usually get. And I think that's what probably what surprised the medical staff. But once they got an X-ray and a scan, they could see the damage inside, and that that that's you know that's got to be put right. So it's going to. Well, take, that's the theory. It's all uh, there's there's so many of them that uh, that are not not just injuries, but they're freak injuries, and probably won't happen again. But they have happened, and we've got to deal with it. That's the simple fact. Mm. Lee Jesus, how do you feel about the derby in two weeks? Did you see oh, their result? Did you see their result, Lee? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not being funny, mate, but uh, Bellingham, Bellingham's brother picked a good game to go to at the stadium of light. It was Coventry, and uh, Jimmy Hill would have been laughing wherever he is uh, these days at that one today. Um, let's for the last 20 minutes, well, 16, 70 minutes, lads, uh, we'll do the ads at the end. Let's just look ahead to the Nottingham Forest game, get predictions. So, Newcastle play uh, Nottingham Forest 12 30 kickoff live on Amazon Prime. Um, and uh, obviously, we're a little bit early to find out um, who is injured and who isn't injured, but obviously, from our perspective, Jamal Lascelles went off today. It's another one of the walk and wounded. 
to join the, the latest recruits to that list, Joel Linton and Fabian Scher. Um, probably uh, probably be one or two others, Carrie and Knox, you would imagine. Uh, Lewis Hall was the only one booked, which was good news for Sean Longstaff, uh, who uh, only has to avoid being booked in the uh, Forest game. And then uh, he can uh, move into the, the second part of the season, uh, having to aim for 10 yellow cards before he's suspended. But uh, yeah, the travel sickness is there, Barry, but the home form at the moment, seven home wins, seven wins in a row, Barry. Um, are you expecting a bit more of the same on Boxing Day? Exactly. I think it's. I think we'll turn Forest over two <coughs> nil. I think with the fans' support behind them, like you say, Lascelles might be going out, but Botman's back. Um, defensively, we'll shuffle a few people around. We we seem to have this invincibility at all. I mean, I'm hoping this doesn't come back to bite us on the ass, but we do seem to have this this golden touch at home for whatever reason, and it's. It's so frustrating that they can't do that away from home because whatever he does at home, the passion's there, they get stuck in. Even if they go behind or they start to struggle, they seem to turn it round and they, they go for it. And it's and it, it's got to be better at home having your own fans behind you, but to make such a huge difference. I I, I honestly think we'll turn Forest over quite easily. I had a feeling the day would be a, a bit of a tough game. I thought we'd have enough in the bag to to beat Luton, looking exactly what you said, Steve, looking at the team we had, we should have beaten them, but these things happen. The circumstances that have happened to Luton, you couldn't have seen coming. Um, no, I think I, I think we'll beat Forrest and then obviously we've got, as Eddie himself said in the press conference, it's got a horrendous January coming up. Um, but hopefully the Forest game will give us some confidence and we may, we may get... I would love to see Isaac get back to fitness before he plays him again, but I'm guessing that's not going to happen. You'll have him in the team for the Forest game, probably. Yeah, it wasn't offside today, by the way. I, I, I don't know what on earth they were doing with the lines today, but I felt that was a perfectly good goal. And that, again, a goal we probably didn't deserve. Uh, second half performance was better than the first half performance today, but I, I didn't think there was anything wrong with that. But, uh, you know, you've just got to take the rough with a smooth of AR. It'll balance itself out, which wasn't the point of AR in the first place. Darren, <laughs> Forrest at home, thoughts and a prediction from you? Yeah, well, as you said, uh, I'm not too concerned about our home form. We're playing really well. We've won seven in a row, I believe. Um, it's an alley. Oh, we're getting beat away, but that it'll come. Hope it'll come good and get players in. But at home, the players will be angry now after getting beat twice, so they'll be hurting, and they want to put things right against Forest for the fans and give them a good display. So I, I fancy a three three nil win. Three nil win. Georgie, you was optimistic. Uh, well, when we spoke the other night, I was slightly more optimistic because I think I was looking at a four nil win. You were, yes. Um, I'm still not downhearted as much to to take it away, but they'll have they'll have to do a lot of hard work this week to to uh, to put it right. Uh, so I'll stick with me four nil. But uh, um, Eddie Howe and the, and, the, and the lads have got to do some work together and get get that togetherness back together in in the game again. So that was missing today. Uh, as I say, I, I I saw maybe I was just my old eyes were deceiving us, but I saw people pulling out of tackles and, and not not going through with things which which before they would have run through brick walls, never mind tackles. Uh, well, they didn't today, and that that there's got to be a reason for that, and he's got to find out why and very very quickly. Um, 
we should have 11 players in, 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 despite all the injuries. Let's, let's forget all the injuries. We should still have 11 players to beat Nottingham Forest next week. We should, who should have beat Luton today if they performed as they should have done. So I'm, I'm, I think they'll uh, get a kick up the backside next week off the staff and uh, give, take it out on Nottingham Forest when we play them on Boxing Day. OK, what's your prediction now then, George? Still 4-0. Still 4-0, OK. Yeah. Uh, Wynn, what's your, what's, your, what's your thoughts on Forest, mate? Are you, I'm, I think we're going to win this game, mate. Uh, I, I, uh, I'm not uh, going to change my opinion. I still think we'll win this game. I don't think you can overestimate the uh, the power of the crowd. We are we are without doubt the twelfth man, and uh, it makes such a big difference. But what I would just agree with George about there was this is the worst performance under Eddie that I've seen in terms of the players not wanting it as much as the opposition. I think that's the first time that I've ever seen us. Yeah. Not want the game more than the opposition, and and as George says, pulling out the tackles and and just not giving it that extra uh, mail, you know. Uh, but Forest, I, I I think we might struggle to score the first one, but once we've scored the first one, we'll get a couple more. Okay, optimism, Alan. Well, I said three-one. I'm going to stick to it, Steve. The only doubt I've got is. Uh, Boxing Day record is absolutely horrendous. That's it's absolutely horrendous. Well, last year it would be less than three nights. It is. It's Darren, if you look <laughs> in the record books, we're one of the worst on Boxing Day ever. Honestly, so I'm sticking to three one. I hope and pray they get their act together because, like George and Wynn said, there uh, they were pulling out the tackles. Gordon, especially today, he was he was injured. Him today, he, he just stood there. He was. Uh, Graves Monument was quicker than him, to be honest. Today. He was just stood there like a statue. But uh, I'm going with 3 1, and I'm praying we, we get there. And then we've got four easy games, lads, because nobody's expecting like, three. The other one, uh, like uh, Lee said before, I was expecting 10 0 against Sundays. It's on down to five. But the other three, we've got it. We've got it. Nothing's expected. <laughs> It'll be like the Eurovision Song Contest, won't it? Nil toi. So that's why I'm expecting in January off them three, Liverpool, Man City and Aston Villa. But... Yeah, mate, get a shock. Well, exactly. Yeah. When, that's what we're looking for from now on. But 3-1, Steve. Three OK. One. Kevin? Um, again, it's a Premier League uh, game at home. Um, it's not going to be easy. You know, we've got Santos in there, Nuno, sorry, in there as coach. So, well, they've got B3-2. They had a player, Harsh, who sent off in uh, Bowley, I believe it was, which was a disgraceful red card, which should never have been. But, yeah, he'd be suspended for that. Um, You know, if we get the first one, like the might win said, if we get one, when we get it, I think we'll get it early based on the, off the bounce of this result. Um, But, again, it all comes down to the mentality of the player for me. Um, if we get the mentality of being at home, Boxing Day, which, by the way, Alan, 90% of our Boxing Day trips are, are away from home. So that puts into that stat a little bit. But, you know, so, but I agree with what you're saying. It's not the best, but at the same time, we do play away from home, um, which is not very good. Um, but at the same time, if we, again, if we get the first goal and 
pretty much consolidate that and control the game from there and just manage the game properly and get back to basics and go what George said, go and win a tackle. Somebody go and lay some lay one on somebody, go and head a ball, go kick it. You know, just do something basic and get a win. I don't I'm, I can't put a score line on it. I really can't. I would win I would win one nil for me as long as we get a win. I don't really care. And keep the keep the 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 home streak, the win streak alive. Um and then we'll go and see what January brings and uh, we'll just go game by game with that. But yeah, I think we'll get a win in, in some way, shape or form. Got to watch the danger man, lads. I've told you. Chris Wood, he's the man. He's <laughs> for, the, for the record, for the record, Kevin, I've travelled 12 times on Boxing Day, away from home throughout the years. My record is lost 10 and drew 2. Well, home, so. <laughs> yeah. home game, home game should be a little bit different. Hopefully, Chimas, Chimas will give you give you the the last the, the last prediction for the Forest game, please. Yeah, I said three 0 the other day, and I'm sticking to it. Um, St James's Park at home, the White Lakes coming here now, so I'm going to stick with that. I think we get the first goal, all the crowd can get up, get up for it, get a good atmosphere going. I know it's a bit early on the Boxing Day to have a game of football for some people, but so be it. Um, it's a game that we've got to win. If we if we want realistic ambitions of finishing the top six, we've got to win our own games. Simple as that. And that's what we've been good at this season, so let, let's continue it. Um, they got me 3-2 today, so they didn't really have that new manager bounce. But again, I, I, th- I fully expect us to beat them at home. I think if it was down there, I'd be a bit more concerned. But... The fact that St. James is probably 50,000 there. Let's have them. 3 0. Okay, great stuff. Uh, thanks for joining us, lads. We've uh, broadcast for the first time in, in a couple of years on uh, Instagram as well today. So, big shout out to everybody watching on Instagram. If you want to keep in touch with NUFC Matters, uh, get yourself onto YouTube and subscribe to NUFC Matters. Uh, we'll do the odd one on uh, on Instagram, but we won't do it on a regular basis. Same as on Twitter as well. Sometimes put them out on different social media pages. But thanks to everybody for tuning in and some of the comments. Uh, but thanks to Barry, thanks to Darren, thanks to George, to Chippers, to Kevin, to Alan, and to the mighty win for joining us tonight. And uh, Christmas, just want to wish you all the best Merry for Christmas. Christmas all the best. Enjoy a big thanks to all our sponsors Skips and Bins, telephone 0800 2545 Email inquiries at skipsandbins.com Website skipsandbins.com Easy contract free and pay-as-you-go waste collection Thanks again to Mr Vicky Sources, handmade in Cumbria If you'd like to order some, then give them a call on 01768 210102 Go to the website mrvickies.co.uk or drop them an email, info at mrvickies.co.uk. A big thanks to United Group Travel. They're a family firm based in Morpeth with pickups throughout the northeast. No strangers on our tours, just people you haven't met yet. They've got a presence on Facebook and a website, unitedgrouptravel.com. If you want to make a booking, give them a call on 01670 632 460 or mobiles 0791. Triple six four one seven four oh seven nine five seven one four one six five four. Thanks to Darren Baldwin Funerals, independent funeral directors, 
Let us look after you in your time of need. They're based on Old Durham Road in Gateshead, and you can contact them at their website, darrenbaldwinfunerals.co.uk. Email darren at darrenbaldwinfunerals.co.uk or give them a call, 0191 478 2730. A big thanks to Media Arts for all the help with the technical side of things. And a big thanks to New Workwear. You can find them at newworkwear.com. If you want to help the channel, hit the thumb up to subscribe, hit the subscribe button, and share to your other social media. You can also pay a one-off fee of £25 to get a scarf, a cup, a pen, and a membership card. Go to the website, nufcmatters.com, and click membership. Or put your smartphone over this QR code. We also support the food bank on this channel. If you want to make some donations virtually, go to nufcfansfoodbank.co.uk and make a donation today. We're also a podcast on Spotify, iTunes and other podcast providers. Just search NUFC Matters. I'm also a part of the Northeast Footy Brecky Show. You can listen to that Monday to Friday, 7 or 9 at the Tune. UK.com. We've also got an event coming up next year. It's in January the 19th at the Tyneside Irish Centre. It's an evening with Nobby Solano. Tickets are available on Woucher for £20. Don't forget Supermac and Gibbo do every pre-match at Louis Liquor Store. It's free entry, children welcome. And there is great food by Fed's Fried Chicken. They're usually on pre-